guys, welcome to the. I'm the black Muslim girl. Assalamu alaikum, everyone, and welcome back to the TVMG podcast. Wa alaikum salam. Hello, hello, guys. hello, 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 and welcome to the TPMG podcast. You know, it doesn't feel good anymore doing it because now I know you wait for me to do it. I like the little you not knowing is coming and you always being surprised. It's more authentic, but now it's like you purposely wait. Assalamu alaikum, everyone, and welcome to the TPMG podcast. No, I don't like it. It makes editing easier, so. I might as well be like I'll just pause. Yeah, next time I'm doing something different. How's everyone? We're good. We're good. I'm good. Alhamdulillah. Just busy in it. Busy, busy, busy. Yep. We're gearing into September. Everyone's coming back from leave oh, at work. I nearly, I nearly yawned on the podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. You're so silly. Oh, sorry, every time silly. I want to go, I just realise what you told me and your facial expression scares me. <laughs> but, um... No one's ever told me that my face scares them. No, not in that oh, way, wow. but it's like you give you give the angry mum look, like if you do that again. This is so like... Oh, wow. You know what? I can't, I can't wait to give that look so my kids and my kids just know that they exactly. shouldn't mess with me. I feel like sometimes you try it with me, you're practicing. But um, <laughs> I can give it to other people's kids too if you want. Please do. But yeah, I'm okay. Alhamdulillah. I mean, you're just laughing. I'm okay. Alhamdulillah. Literally, just here. Yeah. Do you know why I'm laughing? Why? Because I'm just. I, I can just imagine Khadija in front of a mirror practicing. Uh, mom, look. <laughs> I can fully imagine. No, it. That wasn't even a sarcastic laugh. I do it with my niece. <laughs> do you know what the thing is? I even think Khadija's more the one with the look than I am. Like I can just no. imagine because because I actually no. The thing is, I've seen the look. I've seen the look. I've seen your Have look you? that you give to people. Yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna say where because I don't want people to think that's what you do. But I've seen the look. <laughs> She gave the look one time and she she wanted these kids to shut up. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no. I remember because the thing is, at that point, I still didn't know you very well. And I was thinking, oh God, okay, I don't want to get on her bad side. And then it was just like that look. No, but it wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't to the kids. It was to the adults that were allowing the kids to, to miss to misbehave it's different it's true yeah it was the adults that were doing a whole lot of noise as well that's why I had to like you know what's going on over here but um I you know what I think it's a I think it's a black people thing you know oh definitely it's definitely a black people thing like I don't know one black person that doesn't have a specific look that just puts whatever it is into place like does a strong eye roll yeah count? even a stronger eye yeah. roll. i roll my eyes like mad there's like a little like look like you no know, i'm thinking about it it's like oh there's one look that it's my just mom the eyes oh i always tell her mom if looks could kill Mm-mm. Mm-mm. it's true my mom does this one when she blinks like she'll be like 
to you. You can't, you can't see me, but and when she does that, I'm like, oh my God, what are you doing? <laughs> my mum's one is her leg. She shakes her leg. It's like, if she's sitting down and you're, and she's watching you from the corner of your, from the corner of her eye and you're doing something you're not meant to be doing. She starts shaking her leg. She's like, Okay. Listen, my mom is just that one look. It's crazy. It's that one look, and it's like that moment where you're you're sitting there assessing your options. Do I continue moving mad and suffer the consequences later, or do I pattern up right now? It's a very small window. Mind is continue moving mad. You don't have enough time to make the decision. No, I can't do that. <laughs> Run, you know. Do you ever think brave. about what you, what, you, what, you, oh my God, what was that about? It sounded like some broken record. What you, what you, what you, what you, what you. <laughs> do you ever think about um, what you'll be like as, as a mother? Yeah, yeah, I can imagine myself as a mum. Well, I don't know. I can. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I, I it, can. I definitely can. Mm, I know what I think kind some... of mum I'll be. I think the thing is, I have an idea of the kind of mum I'll be, but then I think I could also surprise myself and not be the type of mum that I think I would be. Ooh, that makes sense. You know that what I mean? Because yeah, I don't, I don't like, um, I don't, you, you know, I have a short temper. In it. Well, not short temper, but I don't really have much patience when it comes to. No, no, it's not even a temper. It's I just don't have enough patience with some kids, like misbehaved kids. I, I don't like <laughs> kids running about, making noise, all of that. <laughs> but that's what kids do. <laughs> yeah, but I don't like it. I don't like it. It depends. No, it depends. No, it depends on the way that they do. If they're well behaved, then it's fine. But it's when they're misbehaving and like pe- the adults around them are enabling that misbehavior that I just really, really dislike. Oh, them ones. Oh, he's just so, playing about. Yeah. He's ripping my hair out. Exactly, exactly. So my, my family's always said like, oh, Aisha, you're going to be that one who's going to be like, don't touch my kids and you're going to like spoil your kids and everything. Whereas I don't see myself like that. So that's I think you can spoil 100%. your kids and still teach them manners. Yeah, yeah. Do you know those kids that just touch everything and everyone and it's like, hello, why, why boundaries? Honestly. So you know those kids are just like they'll just they'll just come up come up to you and bring some squashed up what's it and they're like oh here have this I don't want it <laughs> he's just touching everything and oh, I feel like everywhere I, I feel like I, I no. know what I'll be that like as a mum only because I'll lose patience. I've been around a lot of younger kids oh, yeah you have nieces like, been, yeah yeah I got nieces yeah. nephews I literally I yeah. I literally raised Kalida. Um. Oh, I don't know if I'm meant to be saying my sister's name on the podcast, but hey, her name's Kalida, anyways. So yeah, I feel like that's how. But like, I don't know. But it's always quite interesting. I don't know. I feel like because I already have so many siblings, and like, when you're the eldest of eight, you're basically like the third parent anyway. So, and then I've got me and my baby sister. We're so tight. Like at some point, she was calling me mom anyway. So it's like, oh well. I don't know. I already. I feel like I know enough to know how I'd be like as a mum. But then again, like, I've heard stories, like, when you get pregnant and you become a mum, like, your hormones change. Like, you will change completely, like, some for some people. Um, so I don't know. It could be a hit or miss. You never know. But I would say I'm quite maternal, so. You never know, boy. It's all crazy. We just got to wait and see. Inshallah. Amina, you can grace us with your next year. Inshallah. Inshallah. 
shout out to all the mums, huh? (laughs) 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 What? It was the way you were about to start saying one thing and then you clocked what she said. (laughs) You heard. Uh (laughs) Could you be talking about this mum marriage? Listen, everyone... You'll be dropping a picture in the group everyone, chat. Which wedding dress? Everyone around me is falling <laughs> in love, like, huh? getting married, having kids, all of this kind of stuff. This is good because it's just reaffirming my rich auntie lifestyle. Now I need to go out there and make sure I kill it because I have to have enough money to spend on stupid toys. So, guys. As long as they don't make noise. As long as the toys don't make noise, it's okay. Nah, kids these days, they want iPads. They don't even want the classic toys. They want iPads. It's true. They don't even want toys anymore. They just want iPad and YouTube. That's crazy, man. Because even, like, growing up, yeah, growing up, we never really had iPads and all of that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, because at some point, they didn't exist. I played outside. I, I, pretend, I did pretend cooking. When you think about it, we're not even that old. That's the thing. So when you think about how much has changed within a short period of time, that's crazy. Because we're not even that old. It's not like we're in our 40s yeah, or mad. I don't want to say 30s before they start getting offended. But let me not even say we're not even, let's not even say 40s because yeah. they will get offended not, as well. They think they're still 30s. Uh, let's not say 50s because they think they're 25. Okay. So basically, <laughs> can you just stop it? <laughs> Like, we're not <laughs> even, like, 99. <laughs> Do you get it? Like, we're not even, like, 80 and stuff like that. And, like, so much has changed within a short space of time. Like, I remember when I used to use the computer, and I think it was... Do you guys know of something called AOL? Yes, AOL. That was my first... Like, yeah. That, that was the internet thing. That, and I always think about it, like... Do you remember, like, dial-up? Do you remember dial-up as well? Like, you'd have, like, the, the lead from your router and you'd, like, stick oh, it yeah, into your computer yeah, and that's yeah, how you get the yeah, internet yeah, yeah. and you go, like... Duh, duh, duh. <laughs> I, I just remember in secondary school when, when your BlackBerry, the battery, you'd be like, oh, let me use a battery real quick. That's what I remember. Oh, yeah, you remember when you used to have phones with batteries in them, literally, having a, having a phone. Imagine now saying you want to pull out the battery in your iPhone. People laugh at you. That's so crazy. But if so crazy how much has changed in such a short period of time that's why when you think about by the time we have kids it's going to be even uh, i can't imagine what it's going to be like floating screens and that be like mom look at this and it's a hologram one thing i do know is though i don't think i need my kids growing up in this country i'm so sorry we're, we're leaving so you guys have like maybe you guys have like two years with me where to I want to move to um. I want to move to Kuwait. Yeah. To be honest, yeah, I would rather be in a in a Muslim country. So this is the thing, yeah. As a black person, you're going to receive racism wherever you go. Like period. There, that's nothing. That's something we cannot run away from. Everywhere. I would rather be Speak. in a Islamic country yeah. and face racism than be in the UK and face racism and Islamophobia. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I think if I had to choose, it would make sense for me to be in an Islamic country. And I know at least the most important thing, which realistically mm-hmm. is my deen, is intact than be in a country where 
you can't you can't do the deed to your best of your ability and then you're being racially profiled because you're black and then you're a woman on top of it long bye-bye yeah. you got a com- something you got to give. have you been to Kuwait no I actually haven't my mum and dad have the multiple times I, my English teacher moved um to Kuwait when I was going into year 10 I don't know how many years ago that was but it, it's quite a while ago I think it's been like I don't know but it's been a while ago and she's Jamaican and she's not even Muslim and she still lives there. I think it's a hit and miss. It, it, it works out for you. It works out for you. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I, do, I, I, completely, I completely get what you mean. For me, I feel like, I don't know, I guess like at this point in my life, I'm like comfortable here. And I'm just like, okay, like I'll see where it goes. I, the only place for me though, and it might seem a bit like, why would you go and move back there? But it's probably Nigeria. As crazy as things can be and as like not developed as I would I think I could have I think I could move back I could I don't want to say move back because I was never there in the first place but I think I could go there and be comfortable because you know family community Islam mm-hmm. I would definitely want to move back to Nigeria at some point um probably not in the early stages but at some point I would definitely want to move back to, um, back to Nigeria I feel like I'm going to have to as well, especially with the TBMG school. I feel like I'm going to have to be in Nigeria. Do you get it? But I don't know. For me, like, I just don't see myself settling down permanently in any specific country. I feel like I might stay in one place for a few years. On I don't know why. Like, I just don't have that sudden urge. I feel like unless I have, like, responsibilities, like, I don't know, I meet someone, I settle down, have a family... At this moment in time, I just don't see myself like settling anywhere permanently other than where I am now in the UK, if that makes sense. I don't know why, I just don't. I think maybe it's just the way I've grown up, like I've moved around so much growing up that I I just don't know what it's like to, yeah, I just don't know what it's like to permanently settle, like being born, bred, growing up there. I don't know. It's an interesting one. Have you not lived in the UK your whole life? I wasn't born here. Oh, where were you born? I was born in Kenya. Kenya, that's it. That's it. When, so when did you yeah. come here? I came here when I was a kid. Like, I was still, I was a toddler. Like, I was, like, maybe, what, four? Um, But even within the UK, I just kept moving around different areas anyway. So it was, like, I moved primary schools, bears. I think secondary school was, yeah, secondary school and college was the only time where I didn't actually move around so much. Right, right. And then now, even when I moved out, <laughs> I've moved out twice in two years. <laughs> this is probably the longest. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just like, even as an individual, I'll just see myself like in the future, inshallah, like I see myself as like a digital nomad or something. Like I'll settle one place, work there for a while, move around the globe. I just feel like there's just so much to explore and there's nothing really tying me down like that. So I don't know. I do like see. that idea. I think it's... um. I think it's really, I think our generation is, well, actually, no, even our, like, I was going to say, like, oh, our generation is more, what you call it, um, uh, like, more risk-taking or whatever. But actually, all our parents took risks because they came here. Yeah, you know, we have we're... more comfortable risks. There's more exactly, options yeah, for us in some ways. Yeah, definitely. It's just slightly like, different. Parents took risks, yeah. Our parents, our parents had a different kind of risk, and we're just, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, I think just, I think throughout history, there's different context to, the different set of risks that you're presented with in your life at that time. Because I feel like for us, there are loads of risks that didn't exist back then, but that's just because of the world we're living in today. Mm. So just depends 
wonder what our, the next generation is going to be like in terms of their risk. Um, so guys, um, we're talking a bit about our future selves, but let's go back to like 2005. Let's go back in time. Actually, no, not 2005. How old were you? Oh, wait, you guys were, you guys were young, young. Okay. <laughs> well, let's take it back like 10, 12 years ago and talk about our younger selves. Um, I was like two. What advice would you give your younger self? No, ten ten years ago you were not two, Amina. You were twelve. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I blacked out. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I was like, wait. No. I was like, are you okay? My bad. I was in year seven. Let me not <laughs> imagine. Well, Amina was not yeah, going to be good at math. That's one thing. <laughs> no. How can you say no, I just got a flashback? I like, what the hell? Oh, I so oh, misheard that. that was so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, back to um, what back to back to what I was saying. Like, I wanted to know what you would tell your younger self. Basically, um, we spoke. Move mad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Elaborate. Move mad. Elaborate. No, not in that way. But no, no, like... no. I know. And take those chances and risks and then apologize later because I hold myself back so much, like mm-hmm. just going for my goals and passions. So that's what I would tell my younger self. Move mad. Stop stop trying to fit people's expectations. Ooh, what would you say tell yourself, Asha? Oh, well, I have quite a few things, but let me start with the first one. <laughs> I, would tell, I would tell younger Asha a lot of things. Firstly, life isn't a race. Go at your own pace. Ooh, come with the bars, mama. Bars. I think when I think back to, how old was I 10 years ago? 16. Okay, let's take it back a bit. Yeah, I think like as a teenager, like I expected like, you. well, not even just me, but we all kind of expect that at certain um ages you'll have achieved certain goals like you know your career is going to be here Mm. this is going to be here tick 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 whatever whatever but I think the first kind of um time I started realizing that actually life isn't going to go to to not even to plan because it's not like you can have the plan but that's not your life's plan because we all know Allah has a better plan for you anyways but it was like at university like I thought I would graduate university with this job and you know be this doing this in my career and whatnot and it's like actually that's not how it was meant to be and I think I think maybe in the last few years is when I've actually started to realize actually it's fine that everything has taken its time and didn't all click like you know four years ago that it's fine that I'm that that things that I wanted to happen back then are happening now and um yeah like there's like the thing is who am I rushing for that's the thing like I'm not I'm not rushing for myself I'm not rushing for society so really you're stressing yourself for no reason so yeah life isn't erased and just move at your own pace basically adding on to that I feel like I've started to realize like I don't have to be working towards some like grand final plan where I'm doing up six figures, this, this, and that. I've realized like I could just be enjoying different moments in my life and that could be just as successful. I feel like with my younger self, like I was so driven and alhamdulillah, like I'm glad I'm still like that. But there were times where I just, I wasn't enjoying the moments that I had, especially during secondary school. I feel like 
I would definitely go back and enjoy it even more than I did, especially with my best friend. Like, I feel like when I lost my best friend in year 10, for me, it's like, that was like my reality check. Like, you actually just need to go out there and just live life and just grab it with both hands. And if I could go back, I wish I did that even more and just stop letting people, people's own journeys and paths to their versions of success dictate how mine should look like. And I've just not just the kind of person I am. Like, I just like enjoying. And I feel like that in itself can be a success. I just like enjoying moments and enjoying the people that come in and out of my life. Like, that, why, why can't that be seen as a thing? Why does it have to be like some massive milestone and this is it, this is the final grand plan of my life and that's it? Because we, we think like that. We have all these big major milestones. And then once you get there, you're not even satisfied. Like, you're just like, oh, finally, I'm just here. Now the next one, the next one, the next one. And then life is already fleeting and you're just adding on to that. And it's just like, when, when do you get to enjoy things? When do you become content? You know, you know I thought I'd be a millionaire at 20, by 25. I think that was the funniest. <laughs> then I became a socialist. I think that was the funniest thing I thought no. when I was a kid. Like, I don't know what, I don't know who told, I don't know who told me that I was going to be a millionaire, but I, I was I was convinced I'd be a millionaire at 25. If someone told me that at 25, that, <laughs> anyways, we all know what it's like living in this world. <laughs> no one's, I'm not a millionaire, let me just say. I'm not, not close to it. Um, but it's all good. It's all good. But, you know, it's nice to have those dreams when you're a child and you don't know any better. Yeah, it's very innocent yeah. and naive. And then the real world kicks in and you're like, oh, damn. Exactly. <laughs> okay. It's kind of funny. I'm angry now. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Because you realise how messed up this whole money system Literally, is. Literally, like, I really thought I was going really to be a millionaire. Like, I thought, oh, yeah, like, I was going to have bought my parents a house, this, that, and the other. Like, nah, I'm not a millionaire. Now, just look at TV lights and I'm thinking, why do I have to pay this? Honestly. And I just get, f- I'm fuming when I see my council tax bill. <laughs> Okay, so this is what this money life, adult life Literally. is. The worst one is mm. when you get your pay slip at the end of the month and then you see <sighs> on one side all the little tax, tax, tax. I'm just like, it hurts. okay, it's okay. But yeah. So you're just robbing me like this in broad daylight and I can't do anything. Well, you're just going to have to rob this England this. back. <laughs> Don't quote me on it, guys. <laughs> no, man, adulthood just humbles you. Because you think, yeah, 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 I work hard for this. Yeah. <laughs> Capitalism says, yeah. Do you know, an- another no. thing I would tell my younger <laughs> self is actually, is that everybody is winging it. I think that is the one, I think, but, I think mm. people, especially in the social media, digital age that we're living in, everyone likes to lie. Well, not lie. Everyone likes to show a certain life and a certain side and all the positive things and the yep. achievements and the successes on social media that you forget that everyone is like as clueless as each other everyone is making it up as they go along and I think that's some just look good exactly exactly and I think that's definitely something I would have told myself was that everybody is winging it like you don't need to you don't need to stress and compare yourself to others because no one's got a clue no one's got a clue one thing I would tell my younger self is the world needs dreamers so just sleep why is no one laughing at my joke (laughs) The world needs, everybody needs an alarm. I, I didn't get it. I don't know if you're being, I don't get it. Is it a joke? No. Listen, Amina, you didn't even get it. You're just talking. Listen. Everybody should be a dreamer. So. 
exactly. That's what I'm saying. I just heard dreamer. The world needs dreamers. So I just heard dreamer. I was like, Alora. Same. I was thinking Alora as well. Oh man, never mind. Oh, never mind. I laughed by myself. <laughs> I mean, I want to try and laugh, but like, it's just not laughing. I kind of got it from the drama shop that I've got. It says the world needs dreamers. That's why I sleep all day. Because you know, you dream in your sleep. Maybe someone listening will get it. They'll be chuckling away to themselves. Dreaming, sleeping. I mean, I get I it. I can't explain it. <laughs> yeah, we get. I get it, but I just don't understand where the punchline is. Where the it joke is. <laughs> Yeah, but <laughs> no, I get no. The thing is, I get oh, that, mate. I get it, but it's just not funny. It's, it's not funny. Yeah. Well, I guess jokes jokes are subjective, and this one just didn't bang for me. Do you do you want to try? Do you want to try something else? Do you want to try giving us some different advice? Okay. So one would be. Don't turn down the brightness. Don't dim down your brightness for the comfort of others. That is definitely the one thing I would tell my younger self, 100%. I feel like it's probably the only thing I would tell my younger self because I feel like that's definitely one thing that growing up I I. I used to do whether it was subconsciously or consciously it was definitely something I did a lot I still do to be honest with you um so it would definitely be that yeah don't dim down your light for the comfort of others um another one would be trust the last plan and the reason as to why even though it's so generic the reason why is is one of the things I would say is because it's easy to talk about trusting Allah's plan than it is to actually trust Allah's plan. Like everyone always says, oh yeah, tawakal to Allah, you know, you have to have tawakal on Allah and this, this, that. We all talk about it, but being about it and talking about it is two completely different things. So that's definitely one thing. That's a, that's that's the second. And then the third, this is in no particular order by the way. And then the third would be um the third would be have fun. The third would definitely be have fun. In a world where you're constantly um, held, held back against the wall because you're black, because you're a woman, and because you're a woman, and because you're Muslim, have fun. Um, yeah, have, have, have fun. Obviously, halal fun i'm not promoting any haram stuff i'm not trying to see anyone take their younger sisters to the club you know um but yeah have fun have 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 um have fun i think i think that's very 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 important to be at a place where you where you feel like you can actually have fun because when you think about it and you think about white girls and their type of fun now i'm not talking about the way that they just go out there and get wasted and i'm not talking about that type of fun but you realize that white women are very, very carefree in the way that they live. Like they could, like they they know how to have fun, in the sense. It's because they don't have the burdens that we yeah, do. That we the do. privilege. And exactly that's my point. It's because they don't have the burdens. So I think mm. 
that's why it's even more important for us to know how to have fun because we have the burdens. So it's like, if it means going for a walk, reading a book, whatever brings you joy, whatever brings you some sense of fun, make sure you're having it because life, one, life is way too short to not have fun. And two, you you have all the odds against you. Do you know what I mean? So you kind of owe it to yourself to have some kind of fun. So that would be my three things. That's nice. There was what was your second one? There was something I wanted to say in relation to that, but I forgot what it was. Mm. Yeah, the trusting Allah. I I like what you said that that you're saying it to your younger self, but I think it's also one of those things that it comes with age because and experience because you've you say it so much and then you experience things and you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. yes, 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 I should trust Allah. Like this is like he's always there for me and I should I should put my 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 whole faith into him and blah 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 but I think um yeah I think that's something we should try and instill in our younger selves and our younger sisters more now what would you have done back then to prepare for who you are now and what would you do now to prepare for who you're to become because I feel like different things that you would have needed back then that you need Wait, now when i was younger how would i have prepared for my fu- my future self no i think for now what about now like how what would you prepare for future you like 10 years time oh mm. yeah quite loaded <laughs> questions i'm trying to think <laughs> it is quite a loaded question like it's a, it's quite it's quite hard to th- like because part of it goes back to things that I would say to myself anyways, but I'm trying to think, like, how would I turn it into a preparation? Uh... I would say build more discipline earlier on and not chase, like, instant gratification. I think those two combined. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's important in this kind of day and age as well because we're yeah. all seeking instant validation and gratification all over the place yeah. so it's a yeah, weird one a because one. it's like i i think of these things but then i'm thinking like would i be the person i am now if i hadn't made certain mistakes or decisions or whatever it is that's exactly what i was gonna say for my one in regards to how would i how would i have prepared for who i am now i don't think i would have prepared i don't feel i feel like there's certain things in life that don't necessarily need preparation because it yeah it just happens unless it's like a specific type of goal that I'm trying to achieve within myself that's completely different but the growth of yourself as an individual it just happens you can't necessarily mm. prepare for I mean you can prepare for stuff like uh financial freedom and all of that kind of stuff all of the things that are attainable mm. you could prepare for by being disciplined and this and this and all of that kind of stuff but you can't necessarily prepare to become yourself because you don't know what you're going to encounter on your journey. Mm. I think the only thing you can prepare is, and this is probably the only thing I will take across every single journey, um, to walk with Allah. That's the only thing I can actually take with me across every journey. But I feel like there's not... I feel like we have different versions of ourselves 
um, depending on the stage of our lives that we're at. We're always shedding, we're always growing, we're always becoming new people. Doesn't necessarily mean we're changing. Sometimes we are changing, but there's definitely different versions of ourselves that you actually just can't prepare for because you don't know what life is 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 sending your way sort of thing. But I think the the only thing you can take with you, or should I say that only thing that I've learned to take with me is to walk with Allah. So wherever the journey's going, although I might not see the destination and I may not know all the directions, I'm walking with Allah. And I think that's that's the only that's probably the best form of preparation because realistically how can you prepare for somewhere that you don't even know where you're going to end up? It's true. I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier with the trusting in Allah. Like that's what that's kind of what should be the basis of like all your journeys, essentially. Um, yeah. I don't know if I have anything that I would because, like you were saying, like because for me, I think often about like, oh, is there anything I've changed in the past or anything? And there really isn't because every single mistake or failure or wrong turn that I've made it's led me to where I am now so I don't know it's like you know there's annoying I'm one of those annoying people that's like I'm not necessarily I don't necessarily like regret anything because I can learn from what the, the, the errors I've made so that's kind of where I stand on it I love failing I love it I mean it frustrates me like, I get a bit annoyed, don't get me wrong. Nobody really likes it. It, it gets me a little bit irritated. Like, oh, man, I planned this. Why didn't it go the way? But if we're speaking on it on the grand scheme of things, I absolutely love the the concept of failure. Like, I absolutely love it because I feel like all the times, that, the times that I have failed are the times that beautiful things have been birthed. And that's why I always say failure is not necessarily no it's just a change of direction your destination doesn't change it's just that's all it is it's literally just a change of direction i mean but the destination doesn't necessarily change so yeah i think yeah i don't think that i can't i can't really say anything about preparation because the best like i said the best form of preparation for me is to walk with allah because he's the one that can see the things that i can't see he's the one that knows what i don't know so it's like if I prepare myself with Allah, then I've basically prepared myself with everything. So in terms of preparation, that's literally that's literally all I can say. But obviously when it comes to stuff like goal setting and certain things that you want in life, then yeah, you prepare. For example, we all want to be financially free and all of this kind of stuff. Well, you're not going to get it if you're not working towards it. If you want to save a certain amount of money, you're not going to get it. Do you get what I mean? So when it comes to stuff like that, like the materialistic things that we want in life, then yeah, set your goals, prepare however needs be. But when it comes to yourself as a person, I don't think we should limit ourselves to preparation. What would, what's, what's, what's a couple of things that your younger self would be proud about? How courageous I can be. That one, because I've I don't know, like maybe in the past year and a bit, I've made a lot of decisions that rattled some people in my life that I care about, but has put my happy has allowed me to put my happiness first, and that took a lot of courage to do that, despite 
what others might think of me. Like I just put my trust in Allah and just did it as nerve wracking as it was. And I think my younger self would be proud of that. Even just like taking risks, like not going to uni, pursuing like careers that I was just passionate about with no real guidance. Like I didn't have like someone holding me along saying, oh, try this, try that. It was just more of like, I have nothing to lose. Just go for it. Um, despite like seeing everyone living their life and, you know, with their own little groups. And I just felt like, I don't know, for a few years, I felt like I was just winging it, but I winged it. I was winging it well. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't have any sort of courage and trust in myself and my instincts. So I think my younger self would be very proud of that, I would say. And I'm proud of you for that, Amina. That's a big thing. I, I like that. Oh, thank That's really you. big. Thank you. Hold on. <laughs> I think my younger self would be proud of how my faith is the center of my life. If that makes sense? Mm, like, I think. <laughs> yeah. You have like it. Yeah, you can you click. Sorry, no, because that one is a heavy Spoken one. <laughs> I think it was easy for me to think like oh you know yeah one day I'll get to like what my what where my mum is in terms of like her faith and how it leads her life and all that kind of stuff but I actually feel like I got there earlier in a way I feel like it's always been a part of me I look back to certain points when I was at school at university and I see some of my I'm not trying to say I was better than any other Muslim or anything because, you know, I'm not perfect or anything, but I can see how some people have, how the temptation's real, basically. We all know the temptation's real. And I'm proud of myself for kind of standing in my ground and standing in my faith in a world and in a society where it's not cool not to drink. It's not cool not to do all the things that we don't do because in Islam, it's a no-no. So I'm glad that I've kind of always maintained that and I've maintained that part of my identity and I've not let it falter, basically. And yeah, I've reached a stage now where like it, my whole life is led by Islam and Allah and yeah, everything kind of has that in the back of my mind, all my decisions, every move I make. That's heavy. That's, that's really heavy. good, mashallah. That's really good. That's serious stuff. No, that's that's. that's that is serious, serious stuff. And, it's a um, real thing. Stuff. It's so serious. I don't even want to talk about my, what my what my younger self would be proud of because that is serious. No, go ahead. I want to know. Um. Woo! One thing that my younger self would be proud of. I mean, if you asked me this maybe two years ago, I'll have said nothing. Um, but. Aisha's going to be happy about what I'm about to say next, but I can actually give you a list of the stuff that this girl would be proud about. I could give you a goddamn list, but I won't. Um, <laughs> ooh, if I had to pick one, I'm not even going to lie to you, Aisha, you know, I love that faith one because I've never really thought about it, but now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like it would definitely be that. But I'm not going to take it because you've said it, so I'm going to say something different. <laughs> I feel like that's a really good one. Um, but can I just say something though quickly? I feel like being with you guys, being friends with you guys, doing this podcast, it's helped me as well, and it's and it's it's you guys have it influenced me every single day, 
in a sense that I feel like, God, why am I getting emotional? God, oh God, sorry. I feel, <laughs> I feel oh. so tears. Oh my God. Okay, I don't I cry. Can see them. No, you can't. Oh, I can. Your eyes no, are getting really watery. No, my eyes. Are <laughs> you can't see them. Yes, they definitely are. No, but honestly, you, being doing this has, I think, because I've for such a long time I just didn't have Muslim friends. And I didn't realize the um, the impact they would make in my oh, life, and that's, that's what you guys have been. So, oh, Aisha, Aww. yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Not being around Muslims right now, this is literally my only connection with Muslims, unless it's social media. <laughs> the struggle is real. The struggle. I wasn't crying. What? Yes, she was. I can see you. No, I wasn't. Kadija, my no, eyes are dry. She's opening up her eyes so the air gets into it and dries up the water. She thinks I was born yesterday. I think it's just water. I don't actually think you can spill it. It was, I was feeling it in my oh, chest. Oh, guys. It's just hay fever. She's just, just hay fever, isn't it? What would I say? One thing I would be proud about. One thing, one thing that my younger self would be proud about. Okay. If I had to pick something, it would be finding my purpose and walking in it I think that's one thing that That is so you I would have to pick yeah and I don't even want to say finding my purpose because yeah mm -mm, I'm gonna change it not finding my purpose no she will be proud of the fact that I went back to my purpose I feel like as a child I always knew like I, I always knew I always had a vision of what the older Khadija would look like but growing up, I kind of ran away from her. So if there's one thing I would have to pick, it would definitely be taking the courage to go back to the Khadija that I've always known is meant to be Khadija, if that makes sense. And that was a lot of that 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 was a lot of um hard work. Oh sh- crap, I'm getting emotional. But whoa. Oh, oh, I see the tears. I no, see you the tears can't. in your I'm eyes. Not you. Yes, I'm I did. You're so good. You're so good. Oh, there's there's drops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining you guys pointing at each other's eyeballs. <laughs> that is exactly what them. we're doing. That I is exactly see. what we're doing. But um, that would be that would that would be it. Yeah, that would be it. Oh yeah, because you guys know I'm perfect for living. But yeah. I think you're very you ve- you very much embrace that whole being of your purpose, walking in it, tying your wire to Allah, like all of that's you, that's you, and you're a constant reminder of that. I think so, it's the yeah. best thing I've ever done in my whole entire life. Oh my, I would highly recommend Ten Ten guys. But yeah, that was quite nice. That's that's nice. I think it's really important. Another thing that I do that I don't know if you guys do, but I write a letter to myself every birthday. So I started in 2017, I think. Was it 2017 or 2018? And every single birthday, I write myself a letter. um, And I write it from... So it's basically a letter from the big Khadija to the younger Khadija, giving the younger Khadija a little update on where the big Khadija is now and all of that kind of stuff. And I find it really useful. I'll send you guys one to read. I find it really, really useful in regards to like, I feel like sometimes we beat ourselves up so much until we actually maybe like just go down memory lane or reflect or put pen to paper and think about how much we've actually gotten through, how much we've achieved. And it's like, wow, like, you know what? 
you may not be exactly where you want to be, but you're exactly where you need to be and you're doing very well. Um, so yeah, I would highly recommend writing letters to yourself. It's, it's really, really um, therapeutic and just helps you see things in, in, a positive, in a positive light, to be honest with you. I do that. I write a letter to myself at the end of the year. So you know there's that, um, what's it called? You send an email to yourself. So I've already written one that I'm going to get, inshallah, like December 31st. So I do that every, I've been doing that for the past two years now. It's really mm, nice. Because you write things about yourself and you're thinking, because the one I wrote last year was, it was, it was different. The one that I recently wrote that I'm going to receive this year, it came from a place of like relief. But the one before that, it came from a place of pain, like, and uncertainty. So, like, when you're reading it, you can feel like you're almost getting flashbacks of the moment when you were typing that um, whole, like, letter to yourself. I, that's how I feel anyway. Like, I remember, like, the difference in the shift because I'm like, when I wrote this, I was sitting somewhere on a train and cafe. I was writing it bit by bit. And then the one that I wrote recently that I'm going to get this year, inshallah, I wrote in my house. And it's like, whoa, you know? And, like, the, the feeling is different. It's coming from a different place in your heart, mm. like, I don't know. It's it's really nice. I really like just like reading back and seeing and thinking like, can I place a memory to when I was writing this or where the specific thought or goal or du'a that I've written for myself, like where it was coming from. It's it's nice to like tune back to those emotions. I would recommend it. I don't I don't write a letter, but I always make sure I journal mm. like on that day on my birthday, J- my my birthday and the new year. I always always will journal and I'll like write down my accomplishments Aww. and like just things that I'm like proud of myself for doing that year and just yeah and even little like I yeah I remember last year I remember putting something you guys were in there yeah you guys were in there there's a thing yeah I was like yeah I'm just happy like I've all right <laughs> in my in my journal at least I should add this to our journals unlike some people that don't even invite us to their to their to their birthday <laughs> gathering <laughs> I don't do birthday gatherings, so I don't know you're in direct. I mean, you're going to have to make it up next year. <laughs> Today, I saw this thing on um, Instagram, and it was like, six signs you're an overthinker. And like I ticked every single one, because me, I'm a qualified overthinker. <laughs> tick, tick, <laughs> like, tick, tick. When I tell you, I am like, I, don't, I, I hate it. I hate it. It's, it's something that I try to work on. But anyways, that's a conversation for another day. But it got me thinking about my younger self and like, what would I worry what I used to worry about so what would you guys worry less about when you were younger life don't worry about life because when you realize that you have ultimately yeah you have no control over anything Allah just gives us like 0.01.1 percent no, he doesn't no, that's even too much to give to us when you think about it. Like we have we have no control over like life. Like we, we think we have control over life, but we don't have control over life. Obviously Allah has given us control to a certain degree and a and a um I said decree to a certain degree. Um but it's like when you think about it on the grand scheme of things, we do not have control over the things we feel like we have control over. So why are you worrying over something you do not have control over? It doesn't make 
any sense. Like, what's the worry in a sense? Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it, just, it would literally be point blank simple. Don't worry about life because at the end of the day, what's for you is always going to be for you. Your qadr, your risk, all of this stuff has already been written and the pen has dried. That's that. Like, one thing that my dad always used to tell me is even if you have like a little breadcrumb and it's on your lip, if it's meant for you, it will enter your mouth. If it's not, it won't. And that's just a little piece of a breadcrumb. So imagine all the other things that we want in, in life. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, listen, man, life is too much of a, I don't know, the Quran says life is nothing but amusement and play. Um, and when you think about it, that's exactly what it is. It's just one big, you know, it's just one big, like when you think about it, life is just one big facade. It's just this big imaginary playground that we're all in. Um, so it's like, why worry about it when really you're going to leave the playground one day and go to the big boy playground in Jannah, inshallah. But um, yeah, I think, I think mine would be, would be, would actually be, would actually be life, man. I mean, unless you're worrying about your deen and the things that really do matter in connection to Allah, then yeah, but anything else, why do you need to worry about it? I mean, it's a bit rich coming from me because like I just said, she's an overthinker and I'm the mothers of overthinkers. Um, <laughs> and me and her together. But it's funny though, because I shouldn't overthink her, but when I start overthinking, she shuts me down straight away, but then she overthinks herself. It's quite interesting. But that's a conversation for another day. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah, I would, yeah, I would, yeah. Don't, don't like. I don't think we should worry about the things that we don't con- that we can't control. It's true. I think for me, it all goes back to worry less about what other people think. Like, I think I think that's something we've probably all gone through at some point. But yeah, I would just tell myself to worry less about what other people think I think certain decisions like for example embracing hijab that would have happened mm. a lot earlier had I not thought about what other people think because when I actually started doing it it was like it was the most anticlimactic thing ever because nobody cared nobody cared and the fact that I you know had decided that I was gonna walk in a certain walk on a certain path and I didn't want to be in certain environments, be with certain people, whatever, whatever. Like, it really was no big deal. So I, I, so I think back to like certain decisions that I've made, thinking about what other people would think. And yeah, it's just silly. It's just silly. Like, you know, if people, <clears throat> if people, if for your friends, if your friends are really your friends, they're going to be mm. there for you. If they're not, then you know, you just found out earlier that the that you need to drop them, kind of thing. So. Yeah, I just say worry less about what other people think. And I think it's something I still need to remind myself at times as well um, today. I feel like mine's quite linked to yours, Aisha, but I feel like mine might be a bit more personal. And I and I think it would be don't worry about what certain people that are close to you have planned for you in their head or what they've envisioned your life should be like. because. And I say that because it's like a lot of the times it's the people closest to you and it's people that you're expected to, I keep saying people, my parents, it's, it's, um, 
Yeah, like growing up, like like your parents will raise you. Your parents will raise you, or like the family, like they'll contribute to your upbringing, etc. And you know they'll support you all the way until boom, you're doing something that doesn't fit quite into what they had envisioned. And grow now that I've grown up, I've realized like some of your family members are trying to live their life through you. Mm. And that did affect me quite a lot growing up because I was pulling myself in all these directions, trying to make sure that everyone's happy with me. But then it still backfired anyway. Like people still have a problem regardless. And yeah, I, if I could, yeah, if I would tell my younger self, like, stop worrying about all of that stuff. As long as you put your trust mm. in Allah, just do it. Because like Khadija said, if Allah has willed for it to happen, it's going to happen regardless. And I feel like for so many years when I was mm. younger, like I was resisting that. I was resisting because I just didn't want to tread on anyone's toes. But then eventually it happened anyway. Like Allah pushed me into situations where he was literally showing me like, this is the life you can have if you actually put yourself first and you continue trusting me, but on your own terms in a way that will still please me versus, mm. you know, keep pulling yourself in different directions for other people. And, you know, you're going to struggle. So I feel like the way things have just come at me in life, especially recently, it's just, yeah, I just would say, like, stop worrying about what mm. other people will think, basically, and stop thinking that just because someone important to you has envisioned this life for you and says it's the best for you doesn't necessarily mean that's the case. And there's more than one way for someone to wish the best for you. So don't overthink that too much. Just focus on doing what's right for you and what will help you in your growth basically so that's what i that's what i would worry less ah i wish 15 year old me could listen to this <laughs> that's yeah good. that's 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 good stuff i like that one cool. oh guys it's raining let's make the war oh we're in the middle of a podcast sorry but oh sorry i just always it's not raining here oh it's, it's sunny here Oh, it's not raining there. Oh, sorry. I always, um, quick one, yeah, seeing as, as it is raining and it's in the middle of a podcast. Whenever it rains, as you all know or may not know, it is a sunnah to make du'a during. But then it's also a sunnah to allow a little bit of your, um, a little bit of yourself to, to touch the rain. So whether oh, it's like just that. a little bit of your hands or like whatever it is, like yeah, it's a sunnah to kind of like. This girl is rain. wiping the whole window <laughs> with her hand. I'm not wiping. I know I'm bringing the window down. What I normally do. So oh. if it rains and I'm in, my... oh no, if it rains and I'm in my room, I literally just stick my hand out of the window for a bit and I just. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's set up, and I just let the rain just touch me, and I make the wall while my hand is out. Or if I'm downstairs, I'll go. Stand in the rain a little bit. Just open the door. Just um, it's really it's really therapeutic as well. But yeah, anyways, it's raining. Um, I I pray Allah continues to bless and guide you both. I pray He keeps you on the straight path. I pray He keeps our listeners on the straight path, and He keeps all of you guys on Sarat al I pray Allah blesses you all with love, with joy, with care, and most importantly, with grace. And um, I pray that when you ask Allah for anything, you ask Allah for him first. Because when you ask for Allah, you ask for everything. Allah for me. That was very powerful, wow. though. <laughs> anyway. Thanks for that. Um, 
Ooh, I love making rain and I love making dawn the rain. Sorry. Yeah, I'm so excited. I love it. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, la- the my silly thing that I was going to say was um, don't worry about who's going to fall in love with you. You're the catch. <laughs> don't fall in love with you. Right? <laughs> I'm telling you this one. <laughs> I didn't expect that one, you know. <laughs> That was my, that was, that was, that you know was what, my, yeah. that feel, was my scene. Mm, actually, no, that's a whole nother episode. If I start talking up, yeah. Whole nother, yeah, well, <laughs> let's just cut it off there and keep the rest for another episode. But yeah, don't worry about who's going to love you. You are, you are the cat, baby. You don't make you don't no man worry make about you go mad. At all. Anyways. That's one thing to worry about. <laughs> Not on my watch. <laughs> We went from out in the rain to you're the catch, baby. <laughs> Guys, this is a, this is a conversation for this. This is actually another episode conversation. We're not going to spoil them and give them and give them part another conversation. But um, peace out. Don't forget to like, comment. I don't know if you can subscribe, but if you can do that as well, I think you can follow up. Um, drop some comments. Send us messages. Um, and guys, if you can, please leave reviews if you're listening on apple podcast leave reviews they are really really helpful leave reviews on apple podcast i don't know if you can leave reviews on spotify but if you can please and comment on soundcloud if you're we're doing amazing i think how many listens have you reached i don't know but we're doing numbers all of a sudden because we're recording you guys are listening. um so yeah we'll have a treat for you once we reach 10,000. But, um, yeah. Assalamu alaikum. See you later. Assalamu alaikum. Bye, Bye, guys. Salam. Have a nice week.